This is the Danny Brett Show, a weekly look at Benedictine Cadets football on WSEG Savannah Hilton Head. Now, here's your host, Christian Gokel. Welcome into another playoff edition of the Danny Britt Show. Christian Gokel alongside the head football coach for your cadets, Danny Britt, coming off of a big-time 45-6 win over Spalding in the second round of the GHSA playoffs. And it was, Coach, a historic performance on Friday night for a number of reasons. We'll get to the defense and what they were able to do. But more specifically, and I know we don't always like to single out a single player and say, hey, this is the reason you won. But when a guy has three non-offensive touchdowns in a game, it's pretty dang significant. That's what Zaquan Bryan did, uh, returning two punts for touchdowns and an interception. I mean, you don't see that a whole lot at any level. No, you don't. And obviously, we know that Quan's a special talent and a special young man. But uh yeah, he went off the other night and, 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 and really showed out. And, you know, and that's why it's a, it's a you know, complete game. It's a three-phase game, offense, defense, and special teams. And he showed out uh, on special teams for sure. Uh, but, um, you know, that's what it takes as, to t- as a team, and that's what it takes to, you know, get an opportunity to win a championship is having, you know, when, when one group maybe it and following through as well as they normally do, the next group steps up. So I wanted to ask you, if you were a scout for a college and you were turning on his tape, what immediately pops out? I think with Quan, it, it, it's how fluid he is, how smooth he is, and, and, and transitioning between anything. And that's offensively, defensively, in the return game. He just is so, you know, so smooth and, and, and can do it with power. Um I, I'd put something on social media the other day because they, you know, that picture was going around everywhere where he was, you know, jumping over the guy to go into the end zone on the punt return. Mm-hmm. And um, said he reminds me of sweetness. Of course, that's Walter Payton. And that's a huge, huge statement. Those yeah. who love football understand that. But I, I truly mean that because Walter Payton was so smooth and looked so sweet when he ran and made cuts, but was very powerful. And, and that to me is what Quan is. Them, just get them to break out the elbow pads and we'll have the <laughs> <laughs> the full thing going on there. But uh, with you as a coach, when obviously he's committed to Minnesota right now, but when the coaches come and talk to you about him, what do you tell him when you're trying to sell him to those schools? Yeah, I, I tell him one, just that, you know. Yeah. And, and then two, I think it's very important to mention, you know, the t- type of young man he is. He is truly a – uh, Stephanie always talks about him and, you know, cause she's known him since he was probably eight or nine. He's been coming around the Benedictine games and how sweet and cute he is. And, uh, that has nothing to do with him being a football player, but he is a very nice young man. So going into anybody's program, that is, that you know, that is special, especially somebody that talented who is that nice. So there's one. Um, two, I think he's, you know, his best position is cornerback because just how fluid his hips are and his feet. Uh, but he can do a number of things. Incredible ball skills, obviously. Great in the return game. Um, and then f- can be physical both as a blocker on offense and as a uh, tackler. So, he can really do so many things, but I think his fluidity is is the biggest thing that Quan offers. And again, three touchdowns on Friday night, two of them in the punt return game, and that's how the scoring uh, got started for you guys. But really, it was special teams leading to defense, leading to special teams, which led to offense, if you follow along with what I'm saying. If you were at the game on Friday, you know exactly what I'm talking about, but it was a great punt. Was that Hudson or 
who had that punt that pinned him deep? It, it was Asher. Asher said Asher. Uh, yeah. it. it was a great punt. Uh, Joseph Stover, our long snapper, did a great job of getting down there and, 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 and downing it inside the one-yard line. So, yeah, you pin them inside the one-yard line, and then they try to go uh, for three consecutive passes. You guys stop them. And obviously, no punter wants to be punting out of the back of their own end zone. And so their punter has his heels on the chalk. And all night, those snaps were a little bit high and a little bit fluttery, so he just had to get it away. And when Zaquan Bryan catches the football at the 26-yard line with nobody around him, nine times out of ten, that's a touchdown. Yeah, no, no doubt. And, and at first I'd said, well, I don't think we blocked anybody. Quan just did a great job of getting in the end zone, but I was wrong once I got to watch the film. Uh, one, they had really tightened down because they were back in their own end zone and they were most people go after the block there. I, I like to return it in those situations just because one, especially if you have a Zaquan Bryan returning. But um, uh, they really tightened down, but uh, James Moore and Makai Williams had two blocks where both of their guys were on the ground. So really on that side, there was only one guy that could tackle Quan. Uh, the long snapper, we let go free, but he, I told Quan if he touched him that we were taking his stud card away. Uh, and that guy couldn't, he, he couldn't touch Quan in the open field uh, if, if he could get a million dollars for it. So uh, they did a good job and Quan just walked it in. Uh, Coach, obviously you can't skip past the defensive performance, only giving up uh, six points in this game. And I know it's at a different level, but I've heard Kirby Smart talk about as a defensive staff, their goal is 13 points. They feel like even in the modern age of college football with all the balls being thrown around everywhere, they feel like they should be able to hold teams under 13 points. And defensively for you guys, I mean, six points in a playoff game in the second round, that's nuts. It's got to be really cool for you. I know your heart is on the defensive side of the football to see your defense week in and week out performing like that. Yeah, definitely. And, and they've performed well all year. And Coach House is, a, is doing a great job of both scheming them up, practicing, and then get calling the right plays, the right scenarios when um, when it's needed in the game. So that group's playing really well and, 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 and playing lights out, uh, continuing to play hard. And, you know, different guys are coming up big every week. And that's what a defense is. You know, you know, offensively sometimes you can get where you're talking about the same guys over and over again, serving yeah. the quarterback. And defensively it's just next guy up and guys are, you know, different guys are making plays and, and uh, so uh, you're really proud of that group and how they're playing. And the six points came on a drive that featured a 15-yard penalty and then a long shot down the sideline where the receiver just makes a great catch inside the five-yard line. But I think we talked about this a little bit on Friday. Defensively for you guys, those are the chunk plays, I guess, you're willing to concede a little bit because you're shutting everything else down. And every now and then those are going to hit, but they're not high percentage. Yeah, definitely. That, that, that play to um... – you know, to get it down to inside the 10 was just, a, it was a just tremendous uh, play by the receiver. He went up and made a tremendous play to Zach Maxwell. Our cornerback was in great position, played it well, and the guy just made an even better play. So sometimes those are going to happen, but like you said, they're low percentage plays and, and we don't like it. We don't want them to get those, but, uh, but it's part of it. And you don't, you don't lose too much sleep because, right. you know, the, the next, you know, you figure eight out of 10 times, you, your, your guy's going to make a play or just no plays made and you move on. 
And again, just another dominant performance for the defense. But offensively, Coach, I'm curious for your opinion because I don't think anybody would say it was the best night for the team, but it didn't really need to be, right? You would have outscored them just on special teams and defense. But going back and watching the tape, what were some of your takeaways from the offensive performance? Yeah, I mean, first of all, you're right. It, it, it wasn't necessarily needed. And when you – I mean, they, we didn't get the ball in our hand for a long time. So because, uh, you know, for obvious reasons, we were, you know – playing defense and then we punted them down we returned the punt and you know so we were also limited in number of plays but offensively we we did good and we finally it took us a minute but we had to take what they were giving us and in essence they were really giving us some runs that we had to go ahead and just put our hands on and take and and uh, we started doing that late in the second quarter really mostly in the third and then you know once we did that it opened up the passing game a little bit and you know, we, we blew them out. And coach, I know it happens in different games, but especially with the emotion of uh, players, when the game starts getting away from them in a playoff game, feels like it might be their last game. A little bit of chippiness, something we haven't really dealt with uh, all season long. How do you feel like your guys reacted to that? I know it's tough to see it from the sideline, but watching the tape and seeing some of the stuff that you guys get from the bird's eye angle, how do you feel like your players responded? Yeah, once I watched the tape on that, the film, and I told the guys on Monday that I was very proud of them, that that was one of the worst scenarios I've ever seen. I mean, every single play, we've got three different angles on every single play. And on every every single play, there was something going on in the screen uh, that wasn't caused by us, to be honest with you. And and that was was a little bit ridiculous and and our guys did as good a job as I think we can do of handling it and, you know, staying strong. They they were coming to the side, you know, saying some different things they were doing. Of course, my response is always, I don't care. You you do what you do. You act how a cadet's supposed to act. You blah, blah, blah. Uh, And I think for the most part, they did that. I'm certainly not saying we're perfect, but but, uh, they, they did a pretty good job of handling that. Again, a 45-6 to win. The reward for that, heading up to Atlanta to take on Stockbridge in the quarterfinals. Uh, that one an away game just due to a coin flip. So two one seeds, both 10-2. and two. We'll break it down next with Coach Britt right here on the Danny Britt Show. Back to the Danny Britt Show. Welcome back into the Danny Britt Show, previewing round three of the GHSA playoffs as your cadets head up to Stockbridge. If you can't make it to the game, you'll be able to hear it on Sports Talk Savannah 104.3. But Coach Britt, a one and or excuse me, a 10 and two team against a 10 and two team, right? You say it all the time, no bad teams left in the playoffs at this point. And Stockbridge seems like one of those teams where every two or three years, they're going to be excellent. And this is one of those years. Yeah, definitely. Teams put the ball in the hands of the players they trust at Abel's, INO, Moore and Associates can help you execute your college and retirement plan. Contact Jeff and David today. They're they're a very athletic football team um, and across the board, um, you know, special teams, I feel like we have an advantage in that area uh, with our skill, you know, actual specialists, but the guys they have running down on coverage and stuff are really good. The guys returning are really good. Uh, so across the board, they're a very good football team. Um, you know, they've, they've had, <coughs> excuse me, had a lot of success in the past. And, and, uh, so they know what it means to win, know how to win. And, and so it's going to be a major challenge. And they kind of have their own Zaquan Bryan and Shelton Lewis, uh, who's a three-star he's committed to corner to play at Clemson and Clemson doesn't take just anybody, uh, in their secondary. No, they don't. And he's a special guy he can really run. Apparently, uh, I found out this morning he won the, uh, five, a, uh, 
400 meter at, at, at 48, a very low 48, almost 47, which is pretty <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, so dude can roll. Well, I guess your guys get a pretty good look when it comes to that kind of guy and trying to defend them uh, when they play against Zaquan Bryan. How do you in practice kind of manage that? Because obviously Zaquan's a starter on the defense, but he also seems pretty invaluable as a guy to give your defense some looks. Yeah, definitely. He's uh, he's special. And, and uh, one, he you know, we, we, we practice him as much as we possibly can. But also with him, he's the type of kid you can say, hey, be smart. You know, yeah. it, 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 there's no need. We know you'll hit, and I don't need you running in, having to make every play. You just you take your steps, you get in position, and and we'll let it go with there. Uh, and hey, if you're hurting, you know, let's pull off, and 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 you let us know. And and he's the type of kid you can do that with because he won't take advantage of it. So going back and watching tape on Stockbridge, what has led to their success this season? Uh, well, one, like I said, they have a lot of athletes, a lot of good football players, um, uh, very, you know, physical in the run game. And they 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 want to do that. Uh, they got enough athletes and quarterbacks, a, a lefty and a good football player as well. He can move around in the pocket until the guys get open and get on the ball. Uh, defensively, they play very sound defense, four man front, uh, mostly cover one uh, in the secondary. And they have guys, again, that can run. Big guys up front, some. Some not as big, but can just really motor. And and so, uh, again, uh, just a major challenge for us this week. Another challenge as well is you guys are playing on the road. And the coin flip for a long time had been very, very generous to you guys, playing a lot of the big games at home there in Savannah. But you guys, not an untested team on the road, and you've spoken about it. That's why you go play those big games on the road. Just this year, Columbus and Miami, Bowles and Jacksonville, Ware County. I mean, if anybody's battle-tested or ready for a hostile road environment, it's got to be you guys. I would think so. I mean, you know, we'd rather be at home, and that is a big advantage. But, you know, that's okay, too. I think we we understand. I know how to travel. We can handle it. Uh, So uh, we we should be used to it. We should be battle-tested. We should be ready. Um, you know, I don't think that's going to be a, a major part of who, de- who decides a, a game. What goes into that, though, with the mentality of your players going in? Obviously, student section is going to be packed. Everybody gets excited, maybe not for the first or second round in the playoffs, right? But you win two games in the playoffs, then all of a sudden everybody is coming out to the football game. What goes into kind of managing that? It's a different kind of electricity, I guess, for high school players. I think it is. Um I think I don't really have to deal with that that much because these guys have been in it enough. I think we just handle that because we play, you know, we play big time schools, we play in big environments and they're used to it. So I don't think it's a big a deal as I have had that in the past. Um, we do a few things uh, on, um, you know, once a week when we're running some two minute stuff, uh, we do turn on the crowd, you know, the music, the the crowd noise, and and, yeah. and kind of play that. We 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 practice pretty much, you know, two maybe three times a week with music going, you know, loud, so they have to be able to know how to communicate sometimes without being able to do it verbally. Uh, so we work on that some, but our guys have been in enough big environments. It's it's just something they they should be able to handle. Coach, I believe you guys have made it this far nine out of the last 10 years uh, there at Benedictine. Does it ever get old walking out onto the field, the practice field, the morning, the Monday morning of Thanksgiving week? No, it doesn't. 
it really is special every time I, I tell uh, I tell the kids, I remind them, hey, you know, most schools are done. Most schools are shooting hoop now, you know. So um, don't don't take that for granted. Enjoy it. And for me and the other coaches, no, we we do not take it for granted. We 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 appreciate every moment and the fact that we're practicing on Thanksgiving. What is the approach this week? I know a lot of morning practices for you guys. Yeah, we're going in the morning and. Uh, the kids like that. Uh, and again, sometimes I think the wives are going, why do y'all? Because obviously if we <laughs> practice at 8, we're, we're leaving yeah. the house at you know 5.30 in the morning yeah. to, to, to do a lot of stuff to get ready for the kids to get here. But, you know, why are you having to do it so early? Y'all don't y'all sleep in. But the kids really like to do it. And, and Monday and Tuesdays are really long days. So, you know, we won't be out of here till noon. Uh, the kids won't be out of here till noon. So, uh, they like that, and then they have the rest of the day to go do some other things, go hunting, go do whatever they want to do, and 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 we want to give them that, and we'll do that each day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Thursday, uh, we'll always a shorter day, and and we'll go from eight to ten, and have them out of here by ten to go be with their family. Again, hitting the road to take on Stockbridge this Friday night. Two ten and two teams, two one seeds, uh, doing battle there, and a bunch of excellent talent so we highly encourage all the cadets fans if they can just make that trip up i-16 to head up towards atlanta and support the cadets we got one more segment with coach Britt today no athlete this week just due to the break so we'll come back we'll finish it up right here on the danny Britt show back to the danny Britt show Wrapping it up here on the Danny Britt Show. Extra segment here with Coach Britt today. And I know it's been a busy year for you. You said this year, unlike years past, it's just kind of been draining a little bit more so than others. But, uh, Coach, another historic year. I know a lot of fans around here, big-time college football fans, of course. I want to start with Georgia Southern. They're battling on Saturday for a bowl game. I know you as an alum probably expected it, but I don't know about how many people outside of it expected Clay Helton to be that successful this year. Yeah, I think Coach Helton's done a great job, really, just to, to get them competing. Uh, the roster is somewhat depleted, I think, and, and, and you know, got to get his guys in here and get them, get them on the field. And and uh, so I'm proud of those guys and, and the fact that they're just competing to be able to, to you know. Some of the, I, I saw, you know, I'm on, of course, the social media stuff with a lot of the fans and most fans don't understand football at all and um and, and uh so as i'm reading all of that stuff you know they, they but everybody agrees if we could beat app state and make it to a bowl game all would be right with the world we, we'd forget you know everything else but um i think coach helton's done a great job very proud of that group <laughs> and uh excited for the future of what's happening and I know you're not watching as much with this school as you were in the previous years, just because you obviously had the rooting interest with Southern there. And uh, now that she's off being an adult, right? I mean, well, about six, seven years in college, finally. Uh, but <laughs> she's she, she's off being an adult now. Uh, Georgia, I know, maybe not as significant to you as years past, but still uh, the stat came out that Kirby Smart is only the third coach in SEC history to go back-to-back -back years undefeated inside the SEC. I mean – it gets really easy to get used to things. And I think a lot of Georgia fans have gotten used to that success, but I mean, it's still been pretty unbelievable what he's been able to do. It's, it's, it's ridiculous actually what Kirby's done, coach smart's done. And, and uh, I think people are going to actually quit calling him Kirby and start calling him coach smart, like coach Saban, you know, it's just, yeah. uh, he, he really has done an incredible job. And, 
you know, I was talking to a friend the other day who uh, is coaching it at a, another SEC school, and that coach had worked with at Georgia before, and just said basically, Kirby, it's 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 always fourth and one, everything, yeah. every decision, every you know what what they're wearing, how they're getting there, everything is a fourth and one, and and it shows in what they're doing. Um, gosh, that's got to be exhausting, you know. Uh, but I guess you make that kind of money, you. you you be, you'll be exhausted. Um, but, um, but yeah, and it shows, I mean, that's why they, they are playing at the level they're playing and, and uh, it, it really is impressive. I know it's something that you try to maintain at Benedictine while a lot of people are kind of getting away from it. I don't think it's a surprise that Michigan and Georgia are two of the most physical schools in the country. And they're both right there inside the top three every year now. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you, if you're going to be physical, you're going to play, win football games. All right. And, and you got to, and that's playing defense, you know, running the ball, blocking, blocking on special teams. Just, just the game is still meant to be physical. And people are trying to take that away. And it, it's lessened, but the value of it has not. Uh, and, and you can do it in the new rules. You can still be a physical football team. And, and so you're right. And I love it. I love it for that reason. I love the fact that the you know, physicality still wins out. Coach, before we let you get out of here, I know you're all about writing up some game plans. You usually keep some sort of notebook uh, in your hands during the games. What is the plan of attack for Danny Britt when he's looking at the Thanksgiving spread? How, how, what's the first thing you grab? What does that plate look like when you're done putting it together? What's that game plan look like? I am, first of all, I mean, you can keep the turkey. I don't really care <laughs> about that. I love the, the dressing, uh, you know, stuffing, most people call it, you know, with the gravy. Uh, my mom's coming this year. My, my girls are coming home. So there you I'm go. Excited about that. And then my mother is coming with us and she's bringing her, um, stuffing and gravy and so i'm excited about that she's bringing some cornbread uh butter beans uh because that's that's me that that that, that, that yep. i love that you can keep everything else now of course steph and the girls will have turkey and i'm sure they'll have the uh, sweet potato pie and and all of that stuff but you give me the you give me the daggum uh, uh stuffing and the gravy and the butter beans and that's all i could just fill up on that if you want to know why the state of Georgia had 31 high school players drafted in the last NFL draft, it's that diet right there. That's that's what makes monsters. That does, man. That's, a, that's, that's some good stuff right there. Well, Coach, we appreciate you taking the time. I know you guys have a busy week, but I hope you get a chance to enjoy Thanksgiving, and then we'll see you up there in Stockbridge on Friday. All right, brother. I appreciate it. You've been listening to Danny Britt Show on 93.7 Hilton Head and Savannah AM 1400 and FM 104.3 WSEG. Tune in next week for more Benedictine Cadets football talk.